Well, Daniel took a little heat here lately. It's 98.5 The Bull. People will send us messages on Facebook, and they'll be mad at you or something. And, uh, you know, um, my neighbor, who has a young daughter, two years old, he went and got these, like, little green men that hold up a sign that says, slow down, basically. Mm -hmm. And he put them in my yard because I'm on the corner. So he thought it would be more effective to put them in my yard because when you're on a corner, you got two streets of sure. signs worth, That's exactly right? why he did that. Okay, so anyway, he puts these uh, little green men in my yard that say, slow down. Then Daniel says that um, he knows at night I take them in, in my house and I put the green men in my bed, like mannequin, like just all this weird stuff. Yeah, you like say. Jeffrey Dahmer will put a mannequin in his bed. I suggest I, that maybe you take those green mannequins that you have in your yard with the big flags on it that say, slow down. Well, yeah. So anyway, people were kind of upset with you. One about lady that. called. Everybody else was on my side. But no, anyway. no, no, they weren't. They yeah, weren't. They were. I saw anyway, messages on Facebook. Lady. And anyway, so uh, they didn't like it that you were one criticizing me yeah. for trying to keep children safe. And okay. one thing you will, I'm sure you'll back me up on this. I do have a lot of kids over there. I mean, there's like two-year-olds all the way to 10-year-olds. Mm -hmm. and, and as a parent, you know that if you look away for five seconds... You might be a great parent, but just five seconds is all it takes for them to get in the road. So we put up like slow down signs or whatever, right? Right. Well, do you remember back during the elections, uh, people would wake up and their yard signs were gone. Mm -hmm. And they said, um, somebody stole our yard signs. And what I always thought was going on was the opposition. Like if I had, you know, Daniel for Congress, whoever would didn't like Daniel would go take those signs out of the yard. You know, at night they'd put them in their pickup truck and so that Daniel didn't get as much. But what we found out was the city has a rule about those kinds of signs, and it's called an easement. The city basically owns, I, I can't remember, somebody told me up to 12 feet, maybe it's 10 feet, doesn't matter. But anyway, once you get past a certain threshold, the city has a right to take up whatever you put in your yard because they call that an easement. Does that make sense? Yeah. Anyway, so you saw the little green mannequins you claim I'm taking in the house. Where were those? Right, I mean, th they had to be located on the easement because you were right. Uh, uh, yeah, they're right on the street. They're holding like a little fake flag up saying right. slow down. And uh, that, that was on the easement. And the city has these volunteers. I don't even think they work for the city. I guess they volunteer. But during the political season, they would come take your signs down if they were too close to the street. Because I guess it just didn't look great, you know, to have aesthetically. It wasn't great to have all these signs out. So they would just come pick up your signs at night, and you thought the opposition was stealing them, but really the city was just cleaning it up. Got it. Guy comes out of my yard yesterday. He's like, those uh, mannequins got to go. Oh, wow. And, and I said, what? And he goes, yeah, I'm a volunteer, and your your street slowdown signs are too close to the street. Okay. And so uh, I said, well, does that mean, like, you're going to take them? Or do I have a chance to move them? He says, I'll give you a chance to move them. No problem. The problem is when you have a slow down sign, it doesn't do a whole lot of good when it's on your porch. Right. You know, so that's the situation I'm in. I had you tell the cities that you've been making love for these mannequins. They would not want to touch them. They would be out there to <laughs> the end I've never taken time. a mannequin into my room. It's a mannequin holding a sign saying slow down. But anyway. Um, so now what's going to happen? Well, I had to move them back. So now they're. They're ineffective, so now I might put them in my room. It's <laughs> like there's no use. Oh, of, no, yeah, there's no use for mind. them inside the in the house. You know, I would. I guess I would like to see a study on the effectiveness of those. I did an unofficial study, and it actually does work. I mean, in all honesty, um, when people would see the slowdown, they would generally respect it. Um, you know, I read a story about a guy that got tired of speeders in his neighborhood, and he went up to like Home Depot or Lowe's and got some plywood. And he painted a police car, you know, cut it out as a police car. And people were, like, breaking their necks to slow down. Because 100 yards out, you think, 
you can't tell it's a plywood. So it actually does work, but uh, the city didn't like it. Well, there you go. So <laughs> the city uh, agrees with me that so, these things look ridiculous. Well, I've got two your mannequins neighbor, if you'd yeah, like. Your neighbor bought these things, and if they were so great, he would put them in his own yard, but he puts them in your yard, and you're <laughs> dumb enough to think this guy's doing you a favor. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Hey, good morning there, Daniel. Ty, I had an Amazon package delivered to me, and uh, I'm, I've, I've shaken it, and I, I suspect it could be broken. I wanted to shake it for you and see if you would give me an opinion. This uh, in the uh, box here is the size. How would you describe this package? Um, probably what I would expect. It's about the size of a bowling ball package or something. But does it say anything on it like it's fragile? Would Amazon know those glasses? Well, it? you'll see here right on the corner, a big red and white label says, please handle with care. And then a very giant font, it says glass. Okay. So uh, the package is very taped up. It's clear that there's something glass in it. What this is is a ceramic decanter that holds a five-gallon water one of those five-gallon water things like you might have at work. Mm -hmm. And uh, you just use that to get your water out. Okay, so you've ordered this for your house. Mm -hmm. It's been delivered. It says fragile all over it, right. basically. And I haven't opened it because if it's broken, I don't even want to bother opening it. I just need to go have it returned. So let me just shake this for you and see if you think that maybe this is broken. Are you ready here? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it might be broken. It sounds intact to me. Yeah. That thing, I mean, it's not even barely broken, dude. It's like a bomb went off in that. How did they it, mess that up? It's so almost like a uh, a prank. Like, you know, the person that dropped this off at my house had to take it out of the truck, and it must have sounded something like this to take it out of the truck. Walk to the stairs, sit it down on the ground. It's clear to me that it's, that it's broken. And I guess uh, it would be too much to ask that Amazon drivers, you know, take care of this for me. I think once it is dropped off at my house, it's my responsibility to return it but this sounds as though jeff bezos was in one one of those spaceships up that he's doing there and he dropped it from space down into my yard <laughs> yeah. like, i mean how much more broken could it be i mean the amazon person who delivered it must have noticed it was broken but right is that their business they're probably so you're probably right they're probably so busy that they don't have time to yeah they can't inspect every package i mean they they probably i don't know they say the trash guys around here will hit a thousand houses in a day so they don't have time. I mean, Amazon's got the same problem. They don't have time to inspect every package, right? They just do do what they're told. And uh, yeah, you gotta. I think it's broken. I just I've never heard such a broken item in my life. I mean, this isn't like this is like a almost. I can hear crunch, like almost sand-sized particles. So you're not gonna you're not gonna open it just based on the. I don't need to open it. The audio. I don't think I need to open it. I'll just take this. What now, if there's like, just, what if it's not broken, but there's just a bunch of parts to it, and we're just hearing this? And I don't parts. want it. <laughs> Either way, you don't want <laughs> Could it. Could you imagine this thing? Seven summers ago, I weighed like 80 pounds less, too. Right <laughs> now. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Did you see uh, yesterday was like opening day for baseball, and some moron went out there and tried to propose to his girlfriend by jumping onto the field? Like, this was not like preordained or cleared he just ran onto the field with a, a ring and then got down on one knee and they they destroyed this guy the security like took him out i got a clip if you'd like to hear it yeah listen to the crowd all gasp when he gets tackled like he does well excellent excellent with a clip there <laughs> okay Ty. here we go yeah you've done is, this before <laughs> this is him getting tackled you can hear the audible reaction here Dude, they decked that dude. Like, they did not fool around with that guy. Well, why did they have to...
tackle him like that. I like it they do that. Why? Because then if they're nice to the guy, then other people will be like, geez, I can run out on the field too and not much will happen. I think you got to set an example, right? Mm -hmm. But the other thing I'm thinking is, does a lady even want to be proposed to in public like that? Because I think that's a lot of pressure. We've all been in relationships, right? And, um, you know, eventually, sometimes somebody starts thinking, I don't know if I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. What if she's thinking about breaking up with him and then he gets on the field and proposes? That's a lot of pressure to say no in front of 60,000 fans, right? So I wanted to know from you ladies, do you, is a public proposal like a good idea or is that, it's almost unfair to you because you almost have to say yes then, right? Or no? I don't know. I've uh, I've never successfully proposed to anybody, so I don't really know. Um, it's don't you guys talk about your proposals and the rings before you actually pull the trigger on I, 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 some? I think it's different for everybody. Uh, my wife and I had dated for a long time, and it was clear we were going to get married. So she did work with me on which rings she wanted and stuff like that. And she just didn't know the day I was going to actually get down on a knee. But this public proposal thing, like you know, doing it the BOK, I think that's c- complete nonsense. I don't think the artists want you to propose during their shows. I, I think it's a distraction. They've worked very hard on the perfect show. And then, you know, you got some guy up there that now wants to talk to his girlfriend about getting married. I don't know. What do you feel? Do you like it? I don't personally like it, but I'm not the one, you know, that's about to get married. I, I don't, I don't, from what I've heard, women don't really like a public proposal. See, I wouldn't like it either. It's too much pressure. I mean, and I could look at it the other way, you know, if my, my girlfriend said to me, like, are we going to get married? But she did it at the BOK in front of everybody. It's like, okay, mm. that's a little pressure. Hey, it's Tiger Daniel. Who's this? Yeah, I wouldn't like it either. Kinlan. What's that now? Kinlan. Kinlan? Yep. Uh, you want a public proposal? Nope. Uh, I think that uh, you'd have to propose, if you propose in public, that you say yes and then if you don't want to do it, break up later. <laughs> I see. So you'll say yes no matter what. Then in private, tell them that that I, was a bad. I bet that happens all the time. Yeah, I feel so, even like basketball games, the girl always has to say yes. But then later on, you don't know if they really want to get married. To me, a public proposal is about 100 times worse than if it's your birthday at a restaurant. They make everybody come out and do that happy, happy birthday. You know how humiliating this, that is? A public proposal must be that times a thousand. I wouldn't disagree. I think it's a bad idea to do anything publicly when you're asking somebody such an important question. That's a private conversation. I didn't know. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, are you surprised that Tyga's such an expert on love and romance? Dirty Bird. Yeah, Dirty Bird <laughs> is an uh, expert I get, this on is catching on. I don't proposal. like this Dirty Bird business. <laughs> 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 Something I never thought I'd say on the radio. Dirty Bird Romantic business. Romantic <laughs> Dirty Bird. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for the call, Kenley, okay? No problem. Have a good day. See you now. 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. When can we expect Dirty Bird's guy to romance? This moron tried to propose to his girlfriend at the Dodgers game, but he ran onto the field to do it. That's a violation of law. But do you ladies want to be proposed to in public anyway? I don't think you do. But I'd love to hear your feedback. 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. Yesterday was opening day for baseball. And uh, at the Dodgers game, some guy jumped onto the field with a ring. And, uh, you know, this isn't sanctioned. He, this wasn't planned. He just jumped on the field during the game and interrupted the play of the game to uh, get down on one knee and hold up a ring. And I said, well, first off, 
that's illegal. Secondly, that's so much pressure to put on a lady, isn't it? In front of 60,000 fans. Like, you have to say yes even if you don't want to in a way or I guess. But we don't know their story. Maybe maybe baseball's their thing, you know? Could be, but does that mean she's going to feel like uh, she can't say no if she wanted to? It's in front of so many people, right? And so I, I just don't think ladies want to be proposed to in front of a bunch of people. Well, Dirty Bird, tell us how ladies feel. Don't stop it with that. Well, just tell us how ladies feel so we can finally no, figure this out. what I'm doing is I'm taking calls to get that perspective because I am not a lady. But you were telling us that you don't think they like it. So. That's what I think. That's okay, what, well, I'm tell us to what to they the do and don't like. 918-879-9898, 918-879-9898. As far as proposals go, mm-hmm. do you want to be, like, in a crowd of people? Are you telling me this is the debut of romance expert Flirty Bird? Go back to Dirty Bird. <laughs> Are you telling me that Flirty Bird has landed and now he's going to yeah. teach us all a thing or two about love? I'm questioning. I want to know answers. And so okay. if well, there's uh, ladies out there, I mean, do you want to be proposed? To me, it's like a quiet thing on the beach mm. where you can, you have the freedom to say no if you don't want to, not in front of 60,000 people. And, and you, by the way, like people do this at country concerts sometimes. Yeah. The artists hate it. And let me tell you why. Like, imagine in our life, if we made a PowerPoint presentation and we had our biggest presentation in the world, and on slide number seven, some moron gets on stage where you're giving up and, and interrupts your, takes your thunder away. Like, like you, they, spent they all these, like you spent all these years, like, writing songs, traveling yeah, yeah, yeah. the world. And then, and then some, some idiot gets up there. Some idiot named Jeff wants to come out there and propose. Yeah, they don't like it. I know well, for oh, a fact they don't listen, like it. Ladies, Flirty Bird wants you to call this morning and tell us if you want to be proposed to in public or is that kind of a... Uh, out of awkward and cringy. A little pressure-ish. Uh, good morning. Tiger Daniel, who's this? Sierra. Hey, Sierra. Do you want to be proposed to in public? <laughs> I'm actually already married, but when my husband proposed, we were in the movie theater, and there was nobody in there. So, I mean, I guess in a situation, I would like to be proposed to publicly if it wasn't around, like, a whole bunch of people. Like, if we're going out on, like, a walk or something in the park, then be like, okay, I'm going to stop and propose, but don't have, like, a whole bunch of people around to do it, you know? Yeah, I guess what I mean is, I, I'm saying public proposal, but what I really mean is in front of people. Like, doesn't that put pressure on you, too, um, to say yes, even if you don't want to, because it's in uh, front of a bunch of people? I think that's unfair. I think it would put a lot of pressure on me. Like, if he did something like that, I think it would put a lot of pressure on me. It would be like, okay... I really want to or yeah like uh one time I told this uh I was dating a lady and I said we were getting along great for a while and then I said I love you and you know what she said back what thank you so I said oh this is this is not going good but had I proposed to her in public she might have felt compelled to have to say yes you know what I'm saying yeah no I don't think I'd be able to do that uh Sierra what movie did he propose to you at Deadpool he took you to Deadpool and then proposed to you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there was nobody else in the movie theater? Nope, not at the time he didn't. Well, that's a, that's like a public-private proposal. Yes, but I mean, in a way, it was kind of romantic in his own way. Yeah, but, that is really romantic. Did you, like, love Deadpool or something and you knew that and then this would be the perfect place? We, or? we liked action movies and it was the very first one when it came out. And so we've been married for five years. Oh. Did he propose before or after the movie? Before. How were you able to focus on the movie uh, right after this? Yeah, wouldn't uh, you be texting yeah. all your friends and stuff? 
I wasn't. I was just smiling from ear to ear, and he's like, will you stop smiling already? <laughs> oh, what a, what a dreamboat. He's like, will wow, you marry me? Stop cool. smiling. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I mean, he didn't even get down on a knee. He just held up the ring and said, well, what do you say? Wow, like, look at that. You You're right, Sierra. That is, that is a love story there. That's right out of the movie The Notebook. Right? And he's like, well, what do you say? Will you say yes? I'm like, well, duh. When I proposed, Brittany grimaced. So you had an ear-to-ear smile. Yeah, I mean, and he's not very much of a romantic, which is okay, you know, and I'm not either. Wait, you're telling me the guy that proposed to you in Deadpool not romantic? (laughs) (laughs) He's not Ryan Reynolds, but he's my Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, well, it sounds like y'all have a good thing going on. Five years, and uh, it's a great story, and you'll always be able to tell that story. And I appreciate you listening, okay? Thank you. Have a good day, guys. See you now. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country with uh, Megan Maroney there. Daniel, I don't know anything about soccer, but I went to a soccer game the other night. And the good thing is you don't have to know anything about soccer to have a good time. They really do a good job with fireworks and smoke and whatever they do out there. Um, and I see tonight is $1 beer night. Hey, $1 beer night. Oh and, uh, <laughs> uh, I was out there a few nights ago, and Chubbs and Casey, our friends next door on K-Hits, were there. And I said, you guys want some beer? And uh, they said, yeah, okay, whatever. Well, I, I can't order more than two beers at a time. So then I've got them drinks, and then I have to go up if I want, you know, my own or whatever. And uh, now I like that policy because at the time I was a little frustrated. I was like, come on, man, just give me three beers. But we've been to, like, dollar beer nights at baseball games before, and what happens is they, they cut it off after a while. Like 830, they'll say, you know, no more dollar beers. And what always happens is there's a guy in line, and he orders, like, as many beers as he can possibly carry. And that's irresponsible, isn't it? So I'm glad they have this little limit out there, you know, where you can't, you can't buy eight beers at once. Like, well, that's not reasonable. That doesn't stop some people. Because we went to that dollar beer night, and it was like a minor league stadium in Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that night, it was like zombies walking around. It oh, was, there was police in the stands having to take people out and stuff. So I'm glad that here in Tulsa, they, like, kind of try to limit you a little bit. Because back then, there was no limit. If you wanted 11 $1 beers, they gave you 11 $1 beers. Uh, you know, so I was frustrated at first, but now I kind of see the logic in it. So tonight, um, dollar beer night. Bailey Zimmerman now. Daniel, you've gotten into uh, dehydrating beef lately. You're making jerky, basically, right? Yes, Dan's beef is what I call it. And my beef jerky is so good, I could sell it, like, for a high, uh, side hustle. Well, we got the farmer's market. You know, we could uh, get you a little table in there. And uh, I got to tell you, Daniel brought some of his Dan's beef uh, to work one morning, and I ate it for breakfast, and it was just delicious. It's delicious. It's just, I mean, it's just, I, in fact, I came back, I said, can I get another piece? And he said... I didn't bring enough to work, so I was disappointed I couldn't get any more. And so what we're thinking about doing is uh, the Tig and Daniel show. We'll set up a beef jerky table at the farmer's market. You can come by and get fresh beef jerky. I don't know, though, if I need a license to sell Dan's beef. I don't really know the ins and outs of it. Yeah, Have you ever heard the saying, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission? Let's just do it. And if the health department shuts us down, so be it. But, Daniel, what I was going to say is that you, you're making Dan's beef over there at your house. Mm-hmm. And Dan's beef is delicious. And I said, what can I do? Because I'll, I'll feel guilty if I go into the tent and I didn't make any of the beef. And so I Googled what goes well with beef jerky. What, like, companion piece goes well. And uh, so I am going to um, try to figure out how to bring, <laughs> bring Pinot Noir mm-hmm. wine to your table. Because they say on the Internet, 
beef jerky and Pinot Noir go together well. Is that what they say? That's what it says. I didn't think of... Uh, I've never in my life heard that. Well, you learn something new every day, don't you? And so I'm thinking, you know, you get the Dan's beef and then you, you take the... I'll, I'll sell little glasses of wine. So as they're eating your beef, they could also sip on some Pinot so Noir. So little glasses of wine to sell? Yeah, like in the little plastic cups, you know what I'm saying? So the you clear call it maybe like Tig's Little Pinot and then I will have Dan's beef? <laughs> yeah, we'll do Dan's beef and Tig's Little Pinot. <laughs> I think it's a. I think it's going to be a hit. Well, that's what they say on the internet. They go well. To, I didn't think anything went well with beef jerky. I love beef jerky, but I never thought of it having a companion piece. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, look for. I think we ought to do it for real. Like we'll be out there at the farmers market. You get Dan's beef. You get Tig's little Pinot, and <laughs> <laughs> it would have to make a bunch of money, right? How could you not have a great? Wait, Saturday? Is, so is the farmers market now going to be in Kendall Whittier, or is it going to be on Cherry Street? I think they moved it away from where it was originally for years. So um, we'll just have to make a trip. I mean, it's all in Tulsa proper. That's fine. Yeah. But uh, anyway, look for. Dan's meat or Dan's beef. Excuse me. What is it? Dude, called? How dare you? Dan's beef. Dan's beef and Tig's little little Pinot. Yeah, Pino coming to you <laughs> to a farmer's market near you. Ninety-eight-five Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. Gold. Got my little house in Tulsa, and like a lot of us, as we hit spring, we're kind of thinking about our yards again, you know, getting those things ready for maybe cookouts or whatever, and I'm doing the same thing. Good morning. It's 98.5 The Bull, and uh, one thing I did uh, a couple of days ago is I went and I put my American flag back outside, but then I realized that with the Oklahoma wind, uh, like two days in, the thing like tattered up pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a year old, and it's been the sun, so it, it tattered up pretty bad, and I go, what do you do with a flag? When you want to get rid of it, because you, I, 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 don't, I can't throw in the trash can. Huh? I mean, that feels like disrespectful. And I looked this up, and uh, this might surprise you. What do you think you're supposed to do with an old flag? I've heard that um, folks will take them to Boy Scouts, and they will dispose of them properly. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, are you to burn it? You're to burn it. Isn't that wild? Like I would feel so weird. <laughs> like, but it said, here's what it says. The United States flag code states that if the flag is not in good enough condition to represent our great nation, it should be burned and destroyed. So in that case, like, I would feel so weird, though, you know, taking a flag, I'm like, ah, and then throwing it in my fire pit. That that feels, like, weird, doesn't it? Because you kind of grew up learning, like, respect the flag, but apparently that's proper, that's from the government, too. Proper protocol is a burning old flag. Who knew? So you learned something new today, didn't you, Daniel? Because you got a little house over there. You can put an American flag well, in Well, I told you that uh, I think the Boy Scouts have an event where they will do that for you. I'm just going to pay off one of those Boy Scouts. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't doing it. I, yeah, you feel too guilty. That wrong guy walks by. and Oh, yeah. What if, like, a neighbor sees you and Some guy flying and a drone. You? Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Well, that's what they say is right. You know what's right now, Daniel, is uh, tickets to see Carlos Mencia at River Spirit Casino Resort on a Friday. The bullfight is now... Started. Tiger Daniel, 918-879-9898, 918-879-9898. Looking for caller nine, looking for caller number 10 for Carlos Mencia tickets. Here on 98.5 The Bull, today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. Here's Luke Bryan in the meantime. Good morning, Gus. Well, good morning. It's 98.5 The Bull in today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. Welcome into the bullfight, Daniel. How are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling pretty pretty good we've got two uh, contestants on there all they're both trying to go see carlos mencia 
at the River Spirit Casino Resort. We've got Lori in asset protection. She is calling today, and she was uh, quite excited to hear the debut of Flirty Bird, which is Tig, a romantic expert. Did you have any idea that Tig was so romantic? No, I did not. Also on the phone, Gerald, who works at Human Resources. Gerald, how are you today? I'm doing great. Uh, well, you guys both sound super excited. It's Carlos Mencia tickets up for grabs. We've got some trivia questions here for the 98.5 The Bull fight. Up uh, first, Lori. Yes, sir. Oh, let me uh, point out, Tig, we uh, we can debut the brand new improved buzzer because I, we finally got it turned up. It might be too loud now. I haven't uh, heard it me, on the can air. Can I yet. test it yeah, out? Just test it really quickly. See, finally. The buzzer was way down low, and now we finally got an appropriate buzzer. Do you have, in fact, the bell over there, Flirty Bird? All right, here we go. Okay. Laurie, what city yes. is considered to be America's country music capital? Nashville. Nashville is correct. Gerald, which deadly sin is one most likely to commit on Thanksgiving? Let me. Gluttony is correct. That's like overeating, right? That is. Laurie, what is either a tall tale or something you can order at Burger King? A tall tale? Or something you can order at Burger King? A Whopper. A Whopper is correct. Gerald. Who is the oldest person to serve as U.S. president? Uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is correct. Laurie, what television show starred Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker? Sex in the City. That is correct. Gerald, who said, I pity the fool? Mr. T. Mr. T <laughs> is correct. <laughs> he wouldn't drink milk or get on an airplane or something. What did they do? Well, he was afraid to fly. And so to trick him, they would always give him like a glass of milk with sedative in it. Because <laughs> they were drugging Mr. T. And after all the episodes, you'd think that he'd finally figure out that they were trying to give him that poison to make him fall asleep. I see. He's like, I ain't getting on no plane, fool, but I will have a glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> then he would drink it and then fall asleep and wake up on the plane. And that wacky Murdoch, wow. who they escaped from the mental asylum, was flying it. That's neither here nor there, Lori. Uh, what musical created by Lin-Manuel Miranda won 11 awards at the 2016 Tonys? Oh, gosh. Very um, famous musical. Uh, oh, my gosh. It was just here in Tulsa. Hamilton. Oh, okay. Hamilton. Gerald. What 1960s TV show was eerily similar to The Munsters? The Adams Family. The Adams Family is correct. It all comes down to this, Lori. What company has the largest market share in the American baby food market? Gerber. Gerber is correct. Gerald, you're tied up right now. If you get this one, you win it all. Are you ready, Gerald? Yes. What was the profession of Lincoln's assassin, John Wilkes Booth? 
Uh, actor. He was an actor, and with that, Gerald has defeated Laurie in the 98-5 The Bull fight. But now you got a decision to make here, Gerald. You can keep these Carlos Mencia tickets, or you can give them to the lovely Laurie. Laurie, why should Gerald give you the tickets? He should not. He is very smart. He is smart. I see why he's like HR guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he, he deserves a night out. He should not. He should not. You should keep them. All right, uh, Gerald. Lori says that you should keep the tickets. Will you give them to Lori or keep them for yourself? No, nah, I'm going to keep them for myself. Take my wife out. Hey, now, what's your wife's name? Rochelle. Rochelle. Gerald and Rochelle out on the town. Well, thank you guys so much for playing. And Daniel. Do you um, want some love tips from Flirty Bird for the night out? I'm about to be Flirty Bird because you know what we have coming up, Daniel? We got. I'm asking ask Gerald so. if he wants uh, some love tips. Well, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got all the answers right, right? You did, yes. Uh, <laughs> no. What's he going wants on? You a proposal. He wants you to propose. He wants oh, you to propose. Oh, 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 my goodness. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be so sexist. Gerald, you've gotten every single one of these right. Uh, would you marry me? <laughs> Oh, God, no, you sicko. Oh, okay. Sorry yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. you. No, don't Flirty Bird and Sicko today. Gerald, <laughs> 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 do you want to come up and host the show? Uh, you want some Dan's Beef as a consolation prize? Yes, All right, I do. Well, this is a weird Dan's morning. Dan's Beef. <laughs> yeah, Dan's Beef, <laughs> so Dyke's, Dyke's Little Pino, Flirty Bird, no, Sicko. No, 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 I don't want the Little Pino. No, thank you. <laughs> no, it's wine. <laughs> I know. That's I know. Fine. I'll just take the Dan's Beef. <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. she just wants your beef, not my Pinot. No, no Pinot. All right. Well, Central shots are coming up in like 10 minutes, guys. It's uh, 98 off the pool. What, 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 what happened? What, what would you say happened, Justin? Parker McCollum on 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Good morning, Tulsa. You know we like to give away cash on 98.5 The Bull. And starting Monday, Dana, we're going to be giving away cash like every day for many, 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 many weeks. And uh, this time around, we're going to play a game called... It's called The Sound of Moolah. Moolah. Now, let like me explain bull. this because you probably don't understand. Uh, moolah is another name for money. Mm-hmm. We're 98.5 The Bull. Bulls moo. So we're doing the sound of moolah. That's right. hilarious. We're going to play a sound. And each guess is worth a certain amount of money. Like, for example, we'll start off with the sound. So we'll play a sound and just, I'm just making uh, this I'll, up. I'll do the, I'll like do a fake sound. So that, the sound is like, doing, 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 doing. Yeah. So you'll call up and say. Hey, is that a spring? It is not a spring. Oh. The next guess, then the, the, the money bag. The bull bag will go up by $100. And we're playing it three times a morning, so every time we play it, it goes up by, I think, 50 bucks, Daniel. It's 100 bucks. It's 100 bucks every yes. time. Okay, so. Do you know how crazy this is going to get? Like, So, okay, let me let me just, uh, for example, if we play it at 710 and somebody gets the wrong answer, now it's not $100. Right, so, it's $200 the next hour. Yeah, let me w- run this through you. So here's the secret sound worth $100. Doing, 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 type, what do you think it is? A uh, spring. Wrong. 810 comes around. Here's the secret sound worth $200. Don't you, 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 you. Uh, a, a car hitting a tree. No. Then it's going to be worth $300. Oh, so every 10. time somebody gets it wrong, the money goes up and up and up. You add more to the pile. Wow. This so, is going to be like, you remember when Monopoly comes around at McDonald's and everybody's playing it? Mm-hmm. This is exactly what it's going to be like because this is going to get in some major money quick because these sounds... Even though they're, I feel like they're easy because I know what they they're are. They're common things, though, in your life. It's hard. It's it's hard, yeah. 
Okay, so uh, Monday, man, just uh, mark that on your calendar. Monday, we start back with our big cash, and it's going to last for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and we do it every day, and we're doing it three times a day, starting at 710 on Monday, Daniel. You heard a few of the sounds. How long do you, how much money do you think these things are going to get up to? I know they're common things, and I probably see these every day, but to hear the sound without seeing it, it it's really tough. Um we even had the president of the company in yesterday playing some of these sounds. He's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, so, Rob Cryer I mean, was like, I don't know. I'm it's, scared. It's hard. But the good thing is, you know, everything worthwhile is hard. And eventually it'll get up to, you know, how much ever money. And so when you get, and we will give away clues along the way. There's also some strategy involved. Like if you know what the secret sound is that particular morning, do you go ahead and, and say what it is, take the $100, or do you wait and let it build up a little no, bit? No, no, you, you take your money. I don't know, you man. Got the sound. So what do they say? A bird in the hand is two in the bush? Something. The Sound of Moolah starts 710 Monday here on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. Go. Morgan Wallen, shout out Morgan Wallen. You can get your shout out too on 98.5 The Bull right now when you follow us on Facebook, Tig and Daniel, T-I-G-E and Daniel. That way we just want to make sure, you know, we know you're listening and give you a shout out if you're actively listening. Tig and Daniel, T-I-G-E and Daniel. Or you can send us a message. Daniel, are you ready for central shout outs? I am, uh, Tig, are you? Are you ready or not? What is, it's like asking your question. You just stammer. What is, what's going well, on? Well, I just I'm not ready yet, but maybe halfway into this I'll be ready. You know. Okay. Well, uh, if you'd like uh, a sensual shout out, you still got time. Last minute to send us a message or follow us on Facebook. A very sensual good morning, uh, Tig. To Shannon and Carl Bickham. Sh Shannon listens all the time. Writes us all the time. Her daughter. Casey White. So very sensual shout out to the Bickhams. Ooh, girl, I must be a sandwich spread because I want to be your mayonnaise. <laughs> That's kind of cute. Okay. I, don't, I don't think it would work in a club, but... It would work in the club. Yeah, that'd work in the club? <laughs> of I course. they'd run. No, no, no. Central shout outs, Tiger Daniel on Facebook. I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty feet of God, no rhythm. Though it's easy to pretend. I know you're not a fool. A very sensual good morning to Norman Brown from his wife, BJ Brown. Ooh, girl, do you fish? Because you got me hooked. A very sensual good morning to Dakota Shaw. Ooh, girl, are you Shrek? Because you got me head Ogre Hills. <laughs> Get it? That's pretty clever. A very sensual good morning to Peggy Watson from Rick Watson. Ooh, girl. You and me could start a fire, because we a match. By the way, we're under that no fire thing right now, I think. Well, how's the, how's that romantic? You're supposed to be covering the messages here that we're getting on. Uh, oh. We're getting like a ton of them here. A very uh, sensual good morning to Lori Hicks. Ooh, girl. You must be a hot new country artist, because you got me Morgan falling for you. I'm never going to dance again. Guilty feet of God, no rhythm, though it's easy to pretend. I know you're not a fool. A very sensual good morning to, I believe this lady's name is Adderall. A-T-T-E-R-O-L. How would you pronounce that? I guess so. Oh, ooh, girl, are you a commercial fisherman? Because I like your fishnets. <laughs> okay. A very sensual good morning to Elisa Rogers. A very sensual good morning to Lee Gates. Ooh, girl. Leah. Leah, Leah, Leah Gates. Gates, excuse me. Ooh, girl. Are you cheese? 
Would you like to brie with me? Okay. A little stretch, but it's all right. A very sensual good morning to Brock, Capehart, Stormy, and Joe Gawi. Ooh, girl, I need a realtor because I'm trying to make a move on you. A very sensual good morning to... Uh, She's married. Air, well, these are... Uh, what are they called? Shoutouts. Yeah, but not act like I'm not really. It's oh, like okay, a, right. a symbolic shoutouts or something. A very sensual good morning to Aaron Autry. A sensual good morning to Christina. Kaya, Megan, Megan, Stephen Dawson. Uh, and we'll end, Ty, with one of my very favorites of all time. A very sensual good morning to Kimberly Henry. Ooh, girl, I must be Winnie the Pooh because I've been looking for you, honey. Don't, why don't you do Flirty Bird? I would love to hear your Winnie the Pooh impression. Make that, it sensual, though. It's creepy. The guy doesn't wear pants. And he, like, like, I don't know what's going on that guy. I want you to guy. make the Winnie the Pooh impression sensual, please. Go, Flirty. Ooh, Daniel. Okay. Such a great shot. Give me a shout out. Ooh, Christopher Robin. <laughs> That's essential Winnie the Pooh. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. Uh, good morning. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today is hot country. Welcome to We always take a look at what's going on around the world and right here in Tulsa. But uh, in Washington, D.C., you saw the news that um, actually out of New York that Donald Trump was indicted yesterday by a grand jury. Uh, the idea is he will surrender himself at some point next week and uh, he'll be fingerprinted. And get a mugshot and then, you know, be on his way and continue to live his life. Um, but what did politicians here in Oklahoma think about it? Here's this from News on 6. Fourth District Congressman Tom Cole weighed in with this earlier this evening. This is a sad day for America. In my opinion, the indictment of former President Trump is politically motivated, legally dubious, and unlikely to prevail in court. And Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, we know he's an outspoken Trump supporter. He's already endorsed Trump for president in 2024. He said, in part, radical leftists have been going after President Trump since day one. This sham of an indictment is no different. And Congressman Josh Burkeen also put out a statement. He called this a politically motivated witch hunt, serious abuse of power. The others may or may not make comments in the coming days. I've gotten some indication that some are going to wait until the indictment is unsealed and we know what the actual charges are. Yeah, I guess we don't really know what's up. I mean, I guess we're, we imagine what what the issue is is that that supposed payment or whatever to the uh, adult film star so we'll just have to let this thing unfold what you got daniel i saw they were talking about this on the news yesterday they were talking about the oj trial all these other trials they said this is going to be just like that just as big well the, it's a big uh, thing in history here i don't understand like a whole lot about the legal stuff but some judges they allow cameras in the courtroom some they decide not to i don't know if this would even be televised. Surely this will be televised just because it's going to have so much uh, interest. Maybe, but does the judge care I about I mean, if that? they're talking about as big as the OJ trial, remember the whole OJ trial was aired, and it was aired for months. I used to work at Goodwill, and this guy came in one day with hand trucks filled with video cassettes. I said, what is that? He said, it's the entire OJ trial. <laughs> yeah, who wants that? You know what? Now that I think about it, that might be worth something right now. If you Could got be. all that footage of the O.J. trial? Well, you could go on YouTube and watch the whole O.J. trial if you want. I doubt it. Oh, you're crazy. 
You think they got the whole OJ trial, which was like a million hours. I bet you a dollar they definitely do have the whole OJ trial on YouTube. Well, why don't you um, look that out? Look that up really quickly while I talk about this. I guess Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow, am I saying that right? Uh, In court over a Utah ski case. When you're out skiing, I guess if you run into somebody, um, are you able to sue them on these slopes? I would think that if you are skiing, you have some reason... You know, you accept a reasonable risk that somebody could ski into you. Yeah, but you're liable for your behavior. And they and I didn't know this about skiing, but whoever's the uphill skier is the one who's responsible. Like, if you're downhill from a skier and they run into your back, that was their job to avoid you, not yours. See, I thought that you assumed the risk if you go skiing. But uh, she was found not liable in the Utah civil trial yesterday. A retired optometrist, Terry, alleged that she had crashed into him on a Utah ski slope in 2016. Here is the verdict. Verdict. Was Gwyneth Paltrow at fault? No. Was Terry Sanderson at fault? Yes. Did Terry Sanderson's fault cause Gwyneth Paltrow's harm? Yes. What percent of the fault do you assign to Terry Sanderson? 100%. Damages. What amount fairly compensates Gwyneth Paltrow for economic damages? $1. So he had sued her, I think, for Mm $300,000, claiming that she had smashed into him and hurt his shoulders. She countersued him for $1, I guess, to... Prove, prove a point, a point. and also I think sh- he will have to cover her legal fees. Uh, O.J. Simpson trial. There's 493 chronological videos, each about 45 minutes. It's on YouTube if you'd like to sit down and well, watch. I know what I'm doing this weekend. 493 videos. <laughs> so it is up there. Um, did you see this? this? Is kind of bumming me out here. Scientists now say that when plants are stressed, they actually make noise, and they have a recording of it. This biologist says it isn't like a plant is screaming in pain. It's more like they're just emitting informative sounds. Here is the sound with the frequency lowered so that humans can hear it. And uh, listen to this. It's like clapping or something. Yeah, but listen, it's just if like... I find out that every time I cut my grass, my grass is in agony, it's going to really upset me. Well, the biologists just said they're not screaming out in pain. But it is, it is giving information. Like they say when you cut grass, the smell that it uh, emits is a way of communication. Right. Because, you, you know, that summertime smell of fresh cut grass, mm-hmm. they're actually doing that on purpose, right? If I want to communicate with my plants at home, I would have to get a Ouija board because they are passed away. <laughs> I'm not. Can you, you keep a, them? can you keep a plant going? Mm-hmm. I've got one that I've had since college still in the house. Where? I, I've never seen a plant in your house. Yeah, my window uh, that looks over the back. You're talking about your marijuana plants that you keep in the basement? I don't have any marijuana plants. I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to get one. Do you remember uh, when they were talking about that marijuana vote, Ty was like, this is the most important vote you'll ever face in your life. I never said that. You didn't say that? No, I said that I don't like it when politicians say, this is the most consequential election of your life. But every time we have an election, they say that. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, uh, we're kind of watering down. The importance of different things, right? What do you think your marijuana plants would say if they could talk? I don't even have one of those cards. I don't know why you keep... I've never even been into one of those dispensaries ever I've just in noticed my life. you wear a lot of hemp lately. And yeah, right. Okay. You're an idiot. You eat stuff in the studio all the time? So I'm going to go buy a dispensary and watch this OJ trial this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 
Remember when Top Gun 2 came out and, uh, like, every woman in the world got a crush on Miles Teller, who was Goose's son, you know, and he got that mustache? And then I would see dudes at, like, the outdoor festivals you see in Tulsa, and they all, for a moment, had a mustache on. Well, Daniel and I have been asked to appear in a commercial here in Tulsa as pilots, and so Daniel came up with the idea. It's like, hey, let's grow mustaches, like, you know, pilot mustaches. Here's the problem. You can grow facial hair. When I grow facial hair, I look like a porcupine that's had a rough life. Like, it doesn't grow in very well. And now I'm concerned, Daniel, because tomorrow I've got baseball practice. I've got a basketball game. I'm going to be around, like, all these PTA moms. And when I grow facial hair, buddy, it is not good. Uh, It's creepy. I don't know. Some guys look good with it. I look like, oh, boy, I'm uncomfortable around this guy. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm concerned that I'm going to be sitting on the bleachers during a basketball game and all the moms are going to move away. And, uh, you know, they're not going to understand that I'm just growing it to be funny for a commercial. They think that I'm trying to actually pull this look off. But, Ty, I told you something that should be freeing to you. That you don't look good with facial hair. You don't look good without it. You don't. You just, at this point, there's a... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have a woeful countenance. Mm -hmm. So whether you have a full beard or... Or no mustache. You'd look equally bad. Mm-hmm. Isn't that freeing in some ways? Uh, you know, in a way, it kind of is because, you know, you once said this about us. You said we were almost we were almost there. We are almost handsome. We were almost. We didn't make the cutoff. But when we got close-ish. But now that I know that there's no chance of handsome Tig, I should just let it go. It should be freeing to you. I've often said, Tig, because of your face, if you were in that play, The uh, Phantom of the Opera, Mm-hmm. You know how he wears like half that mask? Mm-hmm. You would need to wear two masks. <laughs> <laughs> so doesn't that make you feel uh, a little You better? know, in a way, it, it kind of does. I mean, you know, I guess I'd rather have been born hot. But once I figured out, I, you know, my mom used to tell me growing up all the time, and this is a huge lie, and I'm never going to do this to my kid. You're so handsome, Ty. You're so handsome, Ty. This is what my mom's telling me. I'm, you know, 12 and 13 and 14 and 16. And, se- and then, uh, you know, when I got in the real world, it turns out she had lied to me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. That was um, dishonest of her. She should have just said, Ty, you look like hell. Just looked at you and just shook her like head. Like a 12-year-old Ty, like, hey, you're not a handsome uh, dude. And I don't know where you think that anybody with facial hair is, quote, creepy or anything like that. Whenever I'm out and about and somebody walks in with a mustache, I don't I don't think it twice about it. But you don't – there are some people that look skeezy with, the, like, the way that they don't trim their facial hair or they – whatever it is. Um, and I, I'm that guy, like – and I really can't grow it, so it grows in patches, so I just look ridiculous. And I'm scared that all the, like, PTA moms are going to, um, I think it's going to affect my son's life because then they don't, they're like, I don't want you hanging out with While that kid. While I agree that you can't grow, like, the beard part of the beard, you've always had that that weird mustache is gross and dark. <laughs> no offense to you, but yeah, you've no, always no had, taken, a, uh, <laughs> like, a teen stash or whatever that, well, it, like you can't grow facial hair anywhere else, but you have a very thick and gross mustache. Well, I'm looking forward to getting this commercial done because then I'll be able to shave off my weird mustache. What if you fall in love with the mustache? I might. You know what? It drives my wife crazy. She hates it. And when it's kind of like you say, when when you find out somebody like you, like you call me Dirty Bird on the radio. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you found out I didn't like it, you kept up with it. So now that I know my wife hates my facial hair, I might I might just keep going. You could start going, and you might have you might grow a mustache and have it so long like my dad has always had a mustache. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if I see him without his mustache, it's very it's weird freaky, to me now. I'm right? like, Daddy, you got weird lips. <laughs>
grow it back. So what happens if you grow it and then fall in love with it? I guess I'll just go with it. I never saw my dad without a mustache ever in my life, ever. What if you love it so much you're the kind of guy that grows like that handlebar mustache and that tw twirls it up? They're so desperate for attention they then grow it out and then twirl it up? <laughs> yeah. It's 98.5 The Bull, Tiger Dino. Hey, who's this? This is Paula. Hey, Paula, what's on your mind? Oh, I was just going to say there's an actual... Um, to, um, can you turn down your radio, by the way? This is like... Can you turn your... Your radio is like really loud. <laughs> like, Sorry. Uh, no, don't turn it up. Turn it down. I did. Okay. Um, How come I still hear it? Protocol. He, he's, a, he's asking you to turn it completely off. Yeah, like turn it off. Okay. All right, off. there you go. All right. And she's, I guess you're calling in about... Uh, Tig said he, he had a, uh, his flag in his yard. It had gotten to be tattered. And the proper way they say to dispose of a flag is to burn it but he doesn't really feel right doing that but, but there's more to just burning it throwing it in the you're supposed to cut the stars out of it oh cut the what stars yeah. out oh i didn't know that what, what do you do with the stars then? um i know veterans will give them away um i'm not real sure but i just remember you know that you're supposed to cut the stars out and i'm not sure if you're supposed to um, separate the stripes or not, but Dan I think you're supposed to separate the stripes also. Dano. So there's more than just throwing the whole thing in the flag. Okay, so I got to look that. I got to dig in further. But you do end up burning the flag. You just there's a process right. to get there. Right. Do you know how many stripes it's, it's, a flag has? Thirteen. Why? For the thirteen colonies. And then how many stars does it have? It's just now. See, she knows what she's talking about. Now I trust her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ty was trying to catch you in a little... Uh, like, if she didn't know about the flag, I would be like, this lady's crazy. But she knows about the flag, so she must be right. Well, my dad was in the Army, my son's in the Army, and my son was in the Boy Scouts before he was in the Army. So, so you, you know what you're talking so about. So I was correct, and the Boy Scouts will do a ceremony for you. Yes, they will. They'll take, um, they'll have, they'll usually go on a camp out and do it. Is what we, at least that's what my son's. So they is. go out to a camp out and the Boy Scouts burn it in the proper manner that's um, respectful and all that to the country. Right. All right. Well, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Brother. All right. You got to come over and burn that flag. I still can't do it, man. I'm not going to be able to throw the American flag in a fire. <laughs> I just can't, even if it's I, proper. I wouldn't be able to either because somebody walks by and just catches you on video. Then doing they're going to think you're like yeah. some crazy burning the American flag. Right. <laughs> right.